You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the pit, the Pistons reportedly, maybe, might be. It's 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 weird report that they may be. I, I heard they're Levine. dipping their toe somewhere. Dipping their toe in the Zach Levine market. Uh, also, Kobe White gets nominated for Player of the Week, even though he did not win. And is Zach Levine returning sooner than thought? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Pat, with all that being said, man, hey, Bobby Mark says that uh, the Pistons may be dipping their toe into Zach Levine, which is a crazy way that's to word it. That's a crazy way to that's say just, that, It's like, hey, man, that's the best. Dipping thing. their toe into Zach Levine. All right, Quentin Tarantino, we see what you out here doing, my guy. We see what you out here doing. Um, Not even into his market, just into Zach Levine. Into Zach Levine. Hey, Zach. <laughs> you know it's a great hey, episode. Zach you is get, crazy. We, 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 get, we get started off with Pat laughing right. like that. But with that said, he, he laid out reasoning that you know that you know with them starting two and seventeen, they would not be surprised if they would be willing to give up on one of the younger guys to get a guy that they couldn't get in free agent X Y Z. Woulda coulda yeah. shoulda. People have tell taking this to run with it to say the Pistons are interested in Zach Levine when it's really just speculative. But with that said, with the speculation now out there, Pat, what do you think about if the Pistons were to get interested in Zach Levine? I talked about this over on the breeze, right? Uh, first off, don't dip your toe into people. Um, this is weird, man. Side, side note: uh, What's Zion gonna do if they if he wins that five hundred thousand? What's 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 he gonna use that money for? He got money. What's he using that five hundred k for? I That's mean, the real question in the play. You gotta hit the Zion alarm because they gonna be listening. Zion <laughs> <laughs> Williams and porn. Star. I have the a second, high, high feeling he lives in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Second he lands in Vegas, OnlyFans notifications going off left and right. Um, no, but I, I said this on my video on the breeze, right? That uh, to me, the Pistons actually make sense for Zach Levine trade destination. Again, very similar reasoning for the Charlotte Hornets, right? Who's going there? Nobody's signing there. Nobody's going to be signing in Detroit. D Detroit has to be good first that was before people say. start saying, yeah. I'm going to go to Detroit. I think also, though, it's a little bit different from Detroit and Charlotte just in the sense that um, Detroit's way further off than Charlotte. At least they got LaMelo, right? Like, Detroit's well, not even remotely close. Are they Are they further off, though? Not really. Cade's, like, over his last 10 games, like, 25 points a game, 12 rebounds. Like, Yeah, but LaMelo's done that over multiple seasons. Like, I well, mean. Cade ain't, Cade ain't been here but two years, and he lost his leg in one of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it basically was like we're gonna put a new leg on him. We get we got Lonzo's knee. Oh god. Uh, but no, at the end of the day, I just uh you know, I, I look at the Pistons as a as a possible trade destination because of how much they've invested. 
right? I think that goes into it. People got to think about the fact that they brought Monty Williams in there and basically gave him the you're here for life contract. Uh, they gave him that. I didn't uh, think about that aspect. That's you know what I mean? So thing, you're, yeah. you're going to want to have players there. They may also look at it and say, well, Monty Williams went over there with Devin Booker, and then all of a sudden Devin Booker turned into this level of player with having a point guard in Chris Paul be there to help him become that next level guy. We trade for Zach Levine. We pair him up next to somebody who plays a very similar game to what Lonzo Ball can do and Cade Cunningham, who's growing up. You think Lonzo up. Ball similar to Cade Cunningham? I think Cade gets out on a break really well. He plays defense well. He pushes the ball ahead, and he can score. He, he's actually a better scorer than Lonzo. Yeah, but he's not. But uh, I think Lonzo being more of a shooter than a scorer actually played to why Zach and Lonzo work so well together. Cade is somebody who does need the ball in their hands quite a bit. Yeah, but I think the fact that you have somebody that legitimately can facilitate the ball to Zach Levine, get him involved in the game, right? Like, that's the part with Zach that we've missed. Yes, Lonzo being a shooter helps him as it helped the Bulls more so, I think, than it helped Zach specifically. But having somebody who could find him on the break on a consistent basis, right? The Cade numbers offensively that we're seeing right now are because everyone else sucks. <laughs> why, why is Cade putting up 25 points in the last few games? Because no one else could score the basketball outside of him up there. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, well, Jaden Ivey could, but for some reason, Monty hey, looked at him and said, hey, every I'm time Monty Williams shows up in the city, he just lands and he's like, oh, y'all signing me? Okay, cool. Uh, let me look at the roster here. That guy right there, hate him. Like, every, <laughs> every city he goes to, he hates somebody new. But uh, no, I just look at like, you know, I, I look at um, Cade Cunningham as somebody who I think could accentuate Zach Levine's game. And I think because of that, they'd be very interested in bringing in a Zach Levine. And because Zach Levine kind of still, I mean, their their timeline is much further back. But Zach Levine still kind of fits in with that because, you know, he's kind of just entering the years that should be his prime years. Okay, here we go. Is their timeline further back than Chris Middleton's hairline? That's the biggest question here. <sighs> I mean, I think at this point, their timeline is Derek White's uh, bald head. Like, you know what I mean, it just doesn't exist right now. There isn't a timeline. Um, Sorry for Derek White for actually going bald, though. He needed right, to embrace Hey, that. listen, here's the tough part. I'm not going to lie to you. Neither looks good. <laughs> Neither looks good. He looked like Eustace Bags, bro. <laughs> he looked like Eustace Bags with a beard, bro. Like, he looked bad, bro. That's tough. That's the, you imagine shaving your hair to say this is gonna help me, and it don't. It's a tough life to live, brother. Yeah, literally, 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 bro. You can't that's, tell me he don't look like her. <laughs> that's that's oddly accurate. That's all I can say. To you. That is that's that's oddly accurate. Um, <laughs> I guess I look at this situation with Detroit too and say. All right, bet. So, what are they sending back? We we assume Jaden Ivy because you know it, it seems like Monty Williams doesn't want to prioritize him in the offense. Still has been playing quite a bit of minutes there, but doesn't really want to prioritize him. Then you got to match salaries. Jaden Ivy gets is, is ten million dollars, so you still got roughly thirty million dollars left to match. Yep. You got uh, Bodon uh, Bogdanovich in that uh, twenty million dollars. You would I think, think they, he'd probably be in there. Yeah, you think they throw him in there because Zach does need shots. He is a shooter for them. Um, Okay, so that gets you that gets you thirty million dollars basically. You still got another twelve, ten to twelve million dollars. You got to match in that. Throw and don't talk to me about James Wise. No, no. Well, I think th those are the throwing pieces, right? Like that. At that point, you are throwing in guys just to match salary. Uh, Doesn't mean Wiseman plays. Yeah, true. I mean, 
Yeah, that's facts. I mean, uh, it's not right. Like he's he's a salary match. Now, what I will say is this: I would like to see if somebody can figure out what the heck happened to him. Like, uh, I don't know if people remembered it, but he actually could play in the NBA. Like his his first what two weeks in the league, he actually was playing well, and then the Warriors were like, he don't fit, and just sent him to the G League. Well, he did get hurt in there as well. Yeah, he got hurt, but I mean. That's the thing. We talking about two weeks, bro. Like, I mean, that could have just been a flash in the pan. Like, to maybe start it was your career. Never, you maybe that he never could play. It was just that he had he had a nice two week span. That was all he had, bro. bro. It's it's the he's got the weirdest. I really think he just needs somebody to have him in the right situation because. I mean, he's it, still only twenty two years old. He's, so he's very go. young, right? He's very young as well. That's why I think the Bulls would also want. But like, it just don't make sense that he's not talented like if i'm not mistaken he can shoot the three ball pretty well too can't he like he averages 27 percent from three for his career Ugh, never mind <laughs> james wiseman i mean like i said and i say the same thing about our players so i gotta maintain it here 22 years old there's still a lot but that ceiling comes down every single year at some point you just gotta realize that maybe james wiseman is just going to be a rebounder that can get you some putbacks, bro, because these numbers are atrocious for James Wiseman. Bro. James Wiseman is only averaging one three-point attempt a game, too, which is in, which is tough because how you shooting 27% on one three-point a game? I mean, you go this man, deep. as a center in the NBA, he has a negative rebounding rate, bro. I don't know if he can play. Hey, bro, he might not be you know how play. hard you got to work to get a negative rebounding rate? Hey, bro, what, crazy, bro. What, what Marvin Bagley got going on? I might, I might see what's good with him, bro. He was a number two <laughs> overall. Pick. Bro, they took him over Luca, bro. They took him over Luca because of family beef, bro. He said, "I don't fool with your pops back in the uh, the, the old, old country. country." So I'm not taking you. <laughs> you could have still took Trey. <clears throat> took Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather Marvin Bagley than uh than than James Wiseman, but hey, I don't know. That's, Even that's then, kind of the same dude. It, exactly, they're not that far it's off. Kind of the same now, dude. Marvin Bagley does have multiple seasons averaging double digit points per game, but you know, it, it, I think I think the thing is right. I'm fine with the reclamation project or the uh. Hey, Marvin Bagley only 24. Yo, it feels like he's been. In the, that's crazy. Uh, I'm fine with the reclamation project or the um, the you know try to revitalize your career in a new place project if it's a throw-in piece monetarily to try and match salaries. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a Bagley, I wouldn't mind a Wiseman, whoever it is, uh, to see them go out there and um, you know get a deal done. I'd be in on a deal with the Pistons, even knowing right that Monty Williams is probably going to make Zach better. Yeah. That. You're going to have to see him four times a year, so expect 50 four times a year because we're going to now become the team that he basically turns on and just be like, yeah, I'm going to drop 50 on y'all every time I see y'all. Like, that's what, yeah, I mean, get ready, boys. Like, that's it's that's not what's going to happen. happen. But I feel fine. confident that's never going to happen. Um, but <laughs> hey, 
You, you probably said that about Bobby Portis when he left. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I actually was pissed Bobby Portis. Uh, Bobby Portis left Bobby Portis. Every time I see y'all, 25 and 10. I I'm thought that, that was one of the biggest pride. mistakes that the, that the Bulls made was trading Bobby Portis. But next up, we're going to be talking about Kobe White getting votes for most uh, for player of the week. Uh, before we get into that, i got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins if you've been thinking about joining fan fan duel there's no better time to get in on the action and right now two specific games i'm looking at uh on fan duel you got the milwaukee bucks giving up five points to the new york knicks i think that's going to be an easy dub for the bucks so make Big sure you guys one. go and pick that one up to cover uh even though we they do have the reigning player of the week and julius Randle, who won that i can't believe he won player of the week uh so there you guys go on that uh if you uh the app is super easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get ready with the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl i ain't gonna lie i know we don't like him but he actually been hooping. Oh, he hooped. Don't get me wrong. He hooped. But we all know it's literally hey, after. Nah, nah, after... He, nah, he deserved player of the week, bro. No, I forgot, he deserved it. I forgot but... he got 25 and 20 versus the Hornets. But after February, that's not happening no more. Well, him, listen, bro. we know he's going to the left. <laughs> it's the greatest call out by Ringo of all time. It's one of my favorite podcasts. That's left. hilarious. But we got to celebrate one of our own players. Kobe White gets nominated for player of the week. And the reason why I did want to talk about this and break this off to its own topic, because I know right now Kobe's kind of the hot topic right now around Chicago Bulls, but it, it's all legitimate. His play lately has just been shooting the ball better than almost anybody else. There's only two players shooting the ball better than him in the NBA at Soto. That's Steph Curry and Tyrese Halliburton. He, other than that, it's him. He's put himself in that category with this play, coming off a 31-point uh, output against the Pelicans and then 23 points against the Milwaukee Bucks and 19 points against the Boston Celtics, having uh, multiple assists in both those games, steals, blocks, whatever. Kobe White has been shooting the ball 50% from the from three-point range basically over that time. How do you feel about uh, Kobe White earning that uh, that Player of the Week nomination? Yeah, I mean, it's it's... Just like you said, right, he's put himself in a category with guys who are tops in the NBA right now, at least this week, right? Let's see if it continues. But um, on 60-plus three-pointers made, uh, he's shooting 40% this season. That mm. puts him very much in a category, like you said, Steph Curry, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brunson. Those are three names that we would love to have Kobe White associated with all season long. So um, I think that he absolutely deserves the nominations. Um not surprised that he didn't win it. I wasn't expecting him to win it. Uh, I forgot about the 2020 game, but Julius Randle is actually been hooping. Uh, that will probably stop tonight. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's there's a little bit of pressure on some of these play-in games. And, you know, as soon as pressure comes around, Julius Randle ain't going to be there. But uh, I just feel like, you know, with 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 how Kobe's played, with with what we're seeing now, if he can continue to replicate this, and I think just, right, like, even with the next topic we're going to have about Zach Levine possibly returning, be, taking a leadership role and not giving your shots back. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, like taking that leadership role now, that goes a lot into coaching and different things like that. That could create its own tiff, which would be very interesting to talk about. But uh, just taking on that leadership role and saying, no, this is, this is my time to shine. This is my time to become, uh, um, you know, whatever the next level of Kobe White is. And I'm not... I'm not going to let anybody uh, take that away from me. And I think that 
what's best for the team right now is to keep that mindset of everybody getting shots up and not just going back to Zach DeMar, sometimes Vooch, you know what I mean? And and seeing what Kobe White was able to do over this last week and how, I got to give him credit, how he put not only himself in a great position, of course, shooting the basketball, but put his teammates in really, really good positions because the second, mm. right, where people started to collapse on him, it wasn't like he was like, I'm going to find a way to get this shot off. He was like, I'm going to find a way to find the open man. And we saw that a ton this week as well. So big shout out to Kobe White. Big kudos to him, man. He's uh, He's been balling. Let's keep it up. Yeah, definitely. It's that, I love the way that Kobe's been playing. He's been playing amazingly. And I love the point that you brought out. Once Zach does come back, don't give it up. Like, like keep going. Like, he's growing into a leadership role, a vocal leader out there on the court that, listen, we haven't seen, other than Alice Caruso for and, and Pat Bev for a little stretch, we haven't really seen that in Zach. And DeMar, to that degree, aren't really that all the time. So Kobe developing into that on-court leader is good for him. It's good for the future of the team. And uh, I don't want to see him stop that. Now, you know, when it comes down to the shots, whatever that ends up being, him being the point guard, he may give up a couple, but... Listen, I, I I would love for the mindset, and Billy Donovan as a coach also has to realize this, is Zach Levine playing better than Kobe White this season? And the answer to that is no. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm talking, when you're talking about the, the, the whole game of basketball, offensively well, we, we, and defensively. Here's the tough part, right? And, and the part that's going to suck is for you to get a deal done he has to get shots. He that's has true to play. As well. He has to that's take shots, well. right? I th- and I think that's been the that's been this has been just been weird, dog. It's just been weird, right? I don't know if he's trying to kill the value so that he can go to the team that he wants and they don't have to give up a ton, right? Like we know, there's a lot of times where clutch guys are just trying to get around LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but. Like Zach, remember before Zach left, like there would be random games where he would take 15 plus shots. And then there would be other games where he would take seven. So mm-hmm. like it's not like Zach Levine has stood a ton in the way of people getting their shots, but he is still a ball dominant guy, and you have to give him the ball for the opportunity that he might take the shot. I think that we need to have a little bit of a pivot on that. Um, with with how Kobe has been playing, with even how P. Will has been playing and the young guys and and see, you know, more of what we've seen of recent where it's a everybody eats type of offense. And if we can keep that going, I think that the Bulls, I again, I don't have any grand hopes for this season, but I think they can be competitive. Yeah, I mean, and that's in the day. This, like we said before, this season does isn't about wins and losses anymore. Like I think we've understood that it's about competitive. Seeing what you have in some of these guys, the Zach Levine trade is going to decide a lot of what the second half of the season has right now as well. But I think right now the young guys are showing you that they're ready, and you'd be crazy to kind of move away from them in a meaningful way. I get it. You got to try to rehab Zach's trade value and whatnot, but you know, at the end of the day. You know, I, wherever the direction leads this team, I think that they are set up uniquely to be able to take advantage of it either way. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. I'm glad to see Kobe White playing well, though. I think that uh, the Bulls are glad to see. If, if anything, right, this is a who do we credit this with, right? I feel like we've credited Kobe with his own development. Who do mm-hmm. we credit this with? Well, because uh, Kobe just gave some credit <laughs> to Peter Patton, saying that he's helped him uh, work on his shot. He's right. never had to work. And even saying that he's never had anybody because he's been such a good shooter and scorer. He's never really had anybody try to, you know, um, tweak his shot or tell him to work on a shot. And he right. credited Peter Patton. So, hey, and the that's what I'm saying, right? Like, that's the conversation that we hoped to be having this season where 
you're seeing young players develop with the player development staff. That's mm -hmm. how you have long-term success. At least now with these couple of games, and I get it, it's a couple of games, but at least with these couple of games, it feels like Ayo DeSumo's back to being Ayo DeSumo. It feels like there's development happening there. It feels like Kobe White is not only developing as a shooter, but also is developing as somebody who's able to see the floor. It feels like Patrick Williams is developing in just the fact that he cuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he's he's getting 14 points, six of them off cuts. Like that's all I, I've only been saying that for three years. They should have hired me. They should have just hired me. I'd have just stood, I wouldn't have done anything. I'd have said, Pat, whenever you hear me yell, cut, cut. I'd have just stood behind the bench, just cut. <laughs> but you know what? Had you done that though, I guarantee you the moment that you thought, okay, Pat Will understands it now, he's gonna start cutting without me saying it. He would have been like, You didn't say it though. No, no. My whole job is just to yell cut. I'm set for the rest of my life. <laughs> By just yelling cut? I'm yelling cut the entire time. Like, that is my only job. Whenever P-Will is just standing in the corner with his hands like this, just looking confused, waiting for a basketball to come that's not coming his way, I'm going to just yell cut! Yeah. Oh, my bad. Hold on. And they, then he's going to turn into a superstar. That's my job the rest of my life. I'm set. That's, that's And I'll still do the podcast after. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, before we get up into this final topic, man, and... Uh, you know, we will not be dipping our toe into Zach Levine, but we will talk about Zach Levine. We do got to talk about hey, this Zach. game time app. Just, just. <laughs> there you go, Zach. <laughs> it's such a weird way to say it, bro. Uh, hey, we got to tell you guys about game time, man, where uh, toe dipping is optional. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to get uh, tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and the best guaranteed price. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I keep telling y'all about all of these stadiums that have these random ticket spots where you just sit there, and for some reason, there's a building or a pillar. Or I, I, I remember going to a uh, – I, I don't think it was a Sox game. Maybe it was a Brewers game in old Milwaukee Stadium or old Brewers Stadium, whatever it's called. And, like, there was just, like, a pillar right in the middle, and there was seats behind it. It was crazy. Literally had to lean the whole time to watch the game. Game time takes the guesswork all out of that. All-in prices, total up front. So you know what you're getting a great deal on without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and apply. Again, that is all you got to do is create an account, redeem the code L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Trollies. How did we get there? What? Anyway, so Billy Donovan has said that Zach Levine is much better than where he was a week ago, even a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, so just real quick here, Pat, do you think, what do you think that means for Zach Levine's return? Do you feel like a Zach Levine return imminent? Like he's getting close. You still think, think he sits out the whole week. We've got two kind of easier opponents. So I would, I would expect. So what do you think of that? that how do the bear, the bulls need to prepare for Zach Levine to return to the roster? I think Zach Levine, hears the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. He hears what people are saying. He hears what people in two games, right? He's like, bro, I sit out for two games and, and now all of a sudden I'm the only problem on this team. Um, and I think because of that, a lot of teams are looking at that. And the biggest concern around Zach has been the ability to impact winning. 
There hasn't been a lot of winning here with Zach Levine on the floor. There hasn't been, I mean, as as much as it like I, I went back and looked the other day and I was like, every time Zach came back from injury, we did start losing again, kind of. Yeah, we actually have a winning record without Zach Levine playing, which is crazy. I did not know that before that stat came yeah. out. I was like, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, there's definitely a negative impact to the Chicago Bulls when Zach Levine is on the floor. It seems right now. I, I don't know what the actual cause of that is game by game. I don't think that I've looked at Zach Levine and said he's the reason that we've lost this game. Um, But I think what at the end of the day, he hears that he sees that. His um, um, management team is in his ear telling him uh, this is what teams around the league are basically thinking of you right now. And uh, if you don't get that value up and get back on the court, um, you're going to be a Chicago Bull for the foreseeable future because they're not going to just trade Zach for nothing. Yeah, they're not going to do that. So I just I think that there's a little bit of, you know, I think this sit down was more. Let's see what the young guys have. Now I think this is going to turn into I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get back on the court. He might miss the Charlotte game Wednesday, but I think he's probably back. When's our next game? Friday? Friday after that. He's probably back on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's best for him, best for the team. Like you said, like you said, and many others have said at this point, you want Zach Levine back playing. You want him playing well uh, before you trade him. You don't want to try to trade a player that's sitting out and you're winning while they're out and then be like, hey, so what you got for us? Well, uh, not much there, guy. Uh, so that that's uh, where you want to avoid things going. So hopefully the you know he's back healthy. He comes in, he's locked in. I do think that theoretically, like you got to see it come into practice. But theoretically, the way that the Bulls are playing should benefit Zach Levine's play style. So that's what you're hoping as well with all of this. I think that's the weird part, right? Like there is a part of me, and I've said this multiple times, that wants Zach Levine to be successful on the Bulls. Yeah, because I know wherever he goes, he's gonna have success. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there is that part of me that's like, listen, like, let's just let's let's all, you know, I don't have a good way of saying that without getting canceled. Let's all put our issues aside. I was about to go real southern on that real quick. I had a, you know, them southern sayings are not exactly uh <laughs> outside of the southern family friendly. You know what I mean? You gotta, yeah, gotta be a yeah, little careful was, with some of them joints. I had to think just, about that. I was, I was just like a little bit, my guy. Yeah, I was like, everyone that popped into my brain was not good. Uh, but no, I, you know, let, let's put our, our issues to the side. Uh, let's go out here and try and win. And let's not act like, right, this is the first time that a player's requested a trade and then the player ended up sticking around, whatever it is. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that were a scenario that played. Well, I'd probably be surprised at this point. But I, I just, I look at, Zach Levine now and say, I would love for you to just fit in with what we just saw. Because the one piece to me that puts you over the top in the scenario you just saw is an mm. elite scorer like Zach Levine can be when he wants to be. Agreed. So definitely agree with that. Let's hope that's the case, man. I want to see Zach. I want to see this thing work out for everyone. I think that ultimately, like uh, at this point, we know we're not avoiding the trade. Zach is, is he's going to be traded. I still see people with the, every time. Well, every once in a while, I'll say, well, what do you think if we trade tomorrow and get this? Do you think Zach Levine will want to stay now that he sees the guys, the young guys are good? No, he's he still wants to go. It's, it's a Billy happen. Donovan issue. Yeah, that, this is a, a this is a either pick me or pick the coach issue. And the Bulls are picking the coach. Mm -hmm. Now, is that the right decision? The last time we did this, we picked Fred Hoiberg over Jimmy Butler. PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Is this the right decision? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. 
three years down the road. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Zach Before Levine, we go. all of a sudden is competing for championships everywhere he goes. <laughs> Before we go, though, did you see these medals for the in season tournament winners? Uh, I saw like some of the awards. I, we'll, we'll, we don't, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode. We'll get into it there. We'll the, break it The all only down. thing that makes me sad is once again, like they can't cost that much. Why why do all the awards like the the awards that the NBA doesn't care about looks better than the WNBA trophy? That's irritating. Every time I see a trophy, bro, I just think back to like, y'all can't spend 150 bucks on a trophy that looked like something. Yeah. My fantasy football trophy looked better. Exactly. Than the goddamn WNBA yeah. trophy. Let's let's do better. Ladies. Come on now. Um but hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in to showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, follow us on everything at Locked On Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Don't spend it all in one place, Zion. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Remember that Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls, and we out, y'all. Peace. Peace. 